This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. For those of you joining us at the 11 a.m. Pacific Center Time Wednesday show, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to talk to you. For those of you who can't join us live, you can catch us on the iTunes, the YouTubes, mm-hmm. the whatever, however you download it. Thank you. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment. You know the drill. We appreciate it. But you know what? Whew. Is it just me or is it getting hot up in here? Yeah. Because, oh, baby, if you thought Iron Hands were giving you the bad touch, ooh, wait till you get the salamanders. Yeah. Until the FAQ comes out. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Salamanders and Imperial Fist. It's funny because Imperial Fists are crazy good, too. But they're just getting yeah. overshadowed dramatically by the insanity that Salamanders can bring to the table. And we'll get into that. Uh, we'll dig deep. We'll dive into that fire. That fire festival. Nice. A little bit later. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That's yeah. okay. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, and, and we'll talk more about Imperial Fists on the next show. Uh, there's only so much cheese we can fit into one hour program. Yeah. But uh, before that, that little teaser, let's dive in and talk about the news because there's a lot going on. And as always, the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. And I'm your host, Reese, a.k.a. Reese Hiss, and with me as always, the trusty banana. Yep. The old banana. The old banana clocking Let- in at 225. Yeah. They were calling you the hefty banana. Yeah. Those big ones that you see in the store. And you're like, that's not me, man. You're not even a banana anymore. You're a plantain at this point. I'm a squash. <laughs> a banana a pumpkin, squash. A pumpkin. Yeah, 225. That was a rough one. I, I haven't weighed myself in a couple months. And I was working out with, with uh, Brandon this morning. You're a and thick he, He's like, let's just see it. And I'm like, all right. You're a <laughs> thick like, boy. Let me take my shoes off. That's a T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at 5'9", it's not amazing. So. I can't talk. I'm pretty... <laughs> I I got like about another twenty pounds to go myself. Jeez, oh, yeah, that was a rough oh, one. Oh boy. So, uh, anyways. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start talking about the news, mm-hmm. and then we'll work our way to Space Marines. All right. All right. This week's pre-order is the hotly anticipated. See what I did there? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of little puns in this. Would oh. Mariana help with? Oh, oh I'm no. just on point oh. today. So Salamanders and Imperial Fist up for pre-order. You can get those from uh, Frontline Gaming at a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States, store.frontlinegaming.org. And of course, the Imperial Fists. Also, the Incursors, which are amazing unit Mm -hmm. if you're playing Space Marines, especially if you're playing White Scars. They're good for anybody, but uh, in my opinion, White Scars are incredible. Uh, The Impulsor, which is going to be uh, a fun and or problematic unit, depending on how you look at it. Plus the new uh, named characters for yeah. Salamanders and Peel Fist, the data cards and all the fun accoutrement that uh, uh, Games Workshop releases with these. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grab those, jump on in Frontline Gaming and grab them. Those are up for pre-order through Saturday. Yeah, and I think Psychic Awakening too, or the the Phoenix Rising box. If you haven't picked one up yet and you're thinking about it, I know that it is a limited. Yeah. They specified like this is not 
going to come back. So, also, the named characters it. are super duper limited. Yes, the the salamander one for some reason specifically. Yeah. Um. So pick that up soon if you can. We're already out. Just FYI, yeah. we can't. We I think they're still available through the website, but yeah. like if you're on the fence, I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't don't. Wait. Yeah. Don't. Do not hesitate. Who knows about restocks? And yeah. Stuff. So we're running a uh, pick your treat Halloween sale here in store at Frontline Gaming. If you're around the San Diego area. You want to come by the secondhand shop in store is fully stocked in preparation for the socal open you want to take a look at uh, the good stuff before we get to socal come on by and if you pick up a secondhand shop item and a new in box item we'll give you an extra 10 percent off of your order your entire order and our prices are already discounted so it's an extra discount and that's just a nice way to come in and, and, and beat the rush at socal open mm -hmm. maybe pick up a mat too but just make sure to put the order in advance so we have time to make it, but uh, really cool deal. Uh, we figured we'd throw that out there since we're all ready to rock and roll. Uh, and that'll run through Friday, the mm -hmm. 25th of October. Yeah, but just a heads up though, about halfway through Friday, we're gonna be. Well, the guys will still be here. Heading on up to. But uh, yeah. this, where does this bug come from? It's buzzing the tower. Yeah, <laughs> it's the summer weather, baby. Hey, yeah. here it come this weekend. It's like. It's beautiful. Record, it's like record breaking. It's like 75 and sunny. Exactly. Beautiful like, weather right yeah. now. I mean, this is like I, the ideal San Diego weather. Yeah. Like it's been a little hot this week, but it's supposed to cool down to mid seventies. Last night was a little warm, yeah. but like during the day, it's been just, it's been perfect. Like sunny. Yeah. It's what you imagine when you imagine San Diego. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's been so nice. Um, I've been, I've been be, going for a while. Perfect day to be on the water when you're playing oh. 40 K. You know? <laughs> Yaman. Yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to feel those waves lapping. If you brought your family and the weather holds through the weekend, they're going to have an amazing beach yeah. weekend. You just send them to Legoland. You're like, you know what? Go go make some Legos. Go to SeaWorld. Here's 50 bucks. Yeah. Buy a, buy a you know, a small a race churro. car. <laughs> you come get, back. You might get two churros for 50 bucks. Come, come on back after you're done. But yeah, come on by Frontline Gaming. Take a look at what we got. If not, you can always come to the SoCal Open. The, the sale won't be there available at the SoCal Open, but come on by anyway, check it out. There's gonna be a ton of goodies to pick up. There's uh, a lot. Really I haven't seen these. Prices. I haven't seen our secondhand boxes this full, like ever. Yeah. They're like overflowing. We're stuff. fully, yeah. fully stocked right now. So in other news, the upcoming pre-order, very exciting. Not one, but two new battle tomes for Age of Sigmar. The uh, very cool new, brand new faction, the Ozark Bone Reapers. They're kind of the spiritual successors of the Tomb Kings. But instead of like goofy looking models, they're really cool looking. Mm -hmm. And the Ogre Ma trob, tribes, tribes, mm -hmm. um, which are, you know, they used to be the, the, the Ogre faction, mm -hmm. Ogre Ma tribes. And the these are some of the coolest models, in my opinion, GW's ever made. I, I really, I just love the way the Ogres look. Mm -hmm. And they're both coming out with their, uh, their battle tomes. Tons of new models for the uh, the Ozark Bone Reapers. It's a brand new line, mm -hmm. but very cool. It's coming in a boxed set where you can get the starter to an army for both. Mm -hmm. It's going to be at a, a good deal as well. And it comes with all kinds of stuff, including the new core rule book, which is a, a smaller rule book, a campaign book, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I think it's going to be quite popular. And uh, if you want to grab that, you can this coming Saturday from Frontline Gaming at a discount. But uh, these box sets tend to, to sell out really quickly. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to get one, I would recommend grabbing it sooner than later. Yeah. But uh, man, the models in this two, are two limited. Super we're not cool. limited, but two new models that are only available in the box set right. to begin with, which is the new uh, Warlord guy for the, um, 
the ogres. Yeah, he looks amazing, the new tyrant. And the other other warlord guy. <laughs> I don't know the names, but yeah, click on the uh, <clears throat> like you, you can go over to uh, Frontline Gaming or uh, Warhammer Community and take a look mm -hmm. uh, more a close look at what's in it. Yeah. But yeah, let's take a look at the the it's names tyrant, of those characters. The tyrant. Well, the ogre tyrant. That's what they've always been right. called. And then the uh, the Oziark guy is what? Volk Morshin. Uh, Volk Morshin. Volk Morshin. I don't Volk know. Morshin. Something weird. Sounds like one of my favorite bands, Volbeat. But These guys are cool. Here. These guys are like, um, I can't put my finger on what they, because there's so many like aesthetics going on with them. Well, they took the very cool like. But they're almost like the, um, I don't want to say the Huns, but kind of like that. Like where they, they show up in force. And they're like, okay, like pay us tribute. Which one are you talking about? The the new Oziark, Bone oh, Reapers. Yeah, right. like they're aesthetic. It's like it's a mix of like Persian, like you see a little bit with like obviously if you if you watch you know Egyptian um, three hundred like that, especially their main guy, like mm -hmm. very similar to that kind of character. What's well, the the, yeah. the problem? If you go back and look at the old, uh, if you look at the old Xerxes, tomb, tomb kings, yeah, they look. I mean, they look like skeletons, but skeletons look weedy and wimpy. They're like Egyptian skeletons. Well, yeah. I mean, but they're they're a skeleton. There's no bulk to them right mm -hmm. they look stupid ish i really liked yeah i really liked some of the tomb king models a lot but a lot of their line was really showing their age yeah and so what they did with those yard bone reapers is that they filled them out you know they got mad gains mm -hmm. and it's because instead of being a skeleton to their 225 yep. 59 jason butler thick banana <laughs> <laughs> yep but uh what they, they're not a skeleton they're made out of bones right right and so now they can make them look bulkier which... and then they get the souls from all those bones too do they yeah that's their fluff whatever yeah and yeah. then like and then the different types of them have different types of bones so some have them like animal bones they're like like angry <laughs> it's cool i like Tell the me fluff. more about the it's bones. very uh i mean it's the same as sigmar the the yeah the sigmarines right do they not die either i don't know that'd be I, well they're already dead oh so I think the gash probably just it'd be, them. So, I, right. You know what would be great is if they had the Sigmarines mm -hmm. that couldn't die mm -hmm. versus the Oziark Bone Reapers that couldn't die because that would be the most exciting true. battle Not ever. True. They did. They do say that the Stormcasts... Yeah, versus Lizardmen, which are ghosts. They say that the, the Stormcasts can be killed with magical weapons. Ooh. And that's how people get their armor and stuff. Like they like take it for trophies. I can't. I hate, I, I identify with the, I the like free the, people. I, I like can't the stand it. What? It's not good when they die though, because they lose. They like become autonomous. Like they become robots. Oh boy! Eventually, it's just there's no so dramatic like, tension when you're like you're not even brave. If you can't die, you're not even brave. Yeah, but they can't die. They do. They they did say that magical weapons and other like things like um, arcane like spells and stuff can kill them. Like, yeah. And 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 a gash can still like take their souls too. You know who's like, brave? Any cast them. You know who's brave? The guy with one shoe, yeah, with the feather in his hat, yeah. with his mucks to get. It's like nah. the guy who's coming from the free cities, sure. and he's. <laughs> they do look good. We actually just finished a commission for yeah, Free Peoples, and the guy had several different units painted in different like liveries, basically. Yeah, they. I have to admit, it looks pretty cool. The like free, we rebased them on circle bases and everything. And the, the free cities is, in my opinion, it's the most interesting battle tome that's come out for Age of Sigmar ever. Yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. I lost my last couple games, but it's been super close. My opponents just outplayed me, yeah. but I've been smashed. Like, well, I like the idea that you you brought it up, and I actually had never even thought about this several weeks ago. Is like you can literally use any models from the fantasy lines because they don't specify that the free guild spearmen are humans. 
They're no. just called free guild guard. So you can use, if you wanted to, like old Bretonians, or you can or use elf, elf spearmen. They whatever. never actually specify, no. like, uh, yeah, they show the models because those are the models that are made from the old Empire line. But you could use whatever you want. Yep, you totally. can mix. You can have a whole unit of mixed models from different races and be like, yeah, this is my militia. Yep. And they have spears. You absolutely could. It's so cool. Like, there's so many modeling options. It's insane. And that's why I think it's the most interesting book that's come out in a while. Yeah. It's very powerful. The biggest problem I've had is like just keeping my eye on the objectives because the way I play the free cities are not ultra mobile, although I've been using the pistoliers mm -hmm. uh, to go get objectives and they're, they're amazing. They're so good yeah. for hundred points. Oh my gosh. They're, they're great. Um, but really excited to see the Ozark bone reapers and the Ogor yeah. Ma tribes, that, beautiful that models. Yeah, the tyrant's so cool. And I think these are both going to be very popular armies. So can't wait to see what they bring to the table. And it's good to see them. It's it's good to see the the compacting of these. Oh, how there's not like twenty sub. Yeah, sub so there's like fifteen factions. battle tomes, right? So like they're putting they're idea. putting the um the ogres with the uh, what are they the beast claw raiders the frost yeah yeah together into one and which is better as they should have been you know it gets weird when you have all these different when you have like a hundred factions and you're like there's like you're four like, models in a faction you're like this is silly like, oh why are... in the latest uh sorry to interrupt but the the latest article about the bone reapers is that you can use certain death models like in there not as allies but like part of the yeah, Nagash, arcan the black and then obviously the um i Mortars. think they're called the mortars because they're in the set, the yeah. set so and then the uh, the terrain kits they get are really cool too i really i, I dig them a lot for the the for both factions yeah all right, so then let's go ahead and jump on over to the show notes. Oh, so that, so yeah, there's okay. so much cool stuff. We could go okay. on and on and on. Uh, but I'm excited to see those on the table. Yep. Uh, SoCal Open coming up this weekend, right around the corner. Can't wait to see everybody. It's shaping up to be the biggest SoCal Open we've ever had by quite a bit. It's funny, like, the event still doesn't get the billing. Like, if this wasn't another event that we ran, this would be one of the most talked about events uh, on the circuit because now it is the third third fourth biggest 40k singles event in the yeah, world this one's bigger than the bay area open right just because oh, of significantly space, the space bigger, constraints yeah. currently yeah um the only events bigger are obviously the lvo which has mm -hmm. become a behemoth yeah for the 40k champs singles event no uh, the lgt which was 400 oh. and then nova actually expanded this year the socal nice. open would have been bigger uh but nova expanded this year they <laughs> i think there were just about 300 close to it and SoCal Open is right at 280-ish. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's funny. This is the fourth biggest 40K singles event in the world. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an event that still somewhat flies under the radar. It's like a local yeah. event. But, but it's, it's massive. Yeah. People fly in from all over the world and the country to go to it. But it's, it feels like a local it does. event. It does. Yep. If that makes sense. And the, the cool thing about it <laughs> is because the venue is, the, the hole we're in is gargantuan. The tables don't touch each other, right? Like... It's a, it's a super major where you can walk around your whole table, mm -hmm. which is unheard of. Like there's no other event uh, uh, yeah, if you're a beefy even dude, comes close. You, yeah. know, you don't have to worry about like butting into someone's army butts. or yeah. that, that scramble that happens in between rounds where you just can't move. You're like, uh, yeah. there's trays all over the place. It's very spacious. You hear crashes, people screaming. <laughs> and we don't, even fill, <laughs> we don't even fill the whole hall. No, not even close. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the cool thing is, is that within, I would say within three, four years, mm -hmm maybe even less, this is going to be uh, a, just a behemoth. As yeah. Maybe not on the well, definitely not on the same scale as the LVO, but it won't be that far behind. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is that there's another hole right next to this one that is almost as big. Yeah. 
So, and it's they're right next to each other. Yeah. So you can expand into both over time and it's going to be really cool. It's, but I hope it always keeps the, the, the mellow, like Yabra beach vibe oh, that it has. Nice. Oh, you know what we need to do? Hmm. We need to hire some guys to like play steel drums. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I have like different island culture things, right? Yeah. That are just all mixed up, super mixed up. And yeah. Like not, it doesn't make sense. We'll have in the corner will be yeah. the Ibiza. Uh, theme mm -hmm. where they're not even playing. They're they already just, have a tiki bar. Just party. <laughs> they have a tiki bar that sells pretzel hot dogs. Ooh, that's true. It awesome. is. It is tiki bar themed. Yeah. We could let Jim Vessel lead the Ibiza themed section because, from the way, from what I've heard, he likes to have a good time. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. I heard he. I, <laughs> I heard he's a he's a good time guy. Oh. Old old Jim. Also very good at the game, clearly. But, but the, it, it, jokes aside, SoCal Open is going to be a blast. I, I enjoy it. It's such a fun event. It's, it's so run. chill. It's easy to run. The parking is literally in front. It's giant. Which is like, un, usually you have to park in structures yeah. or whatever. It's, it's, it's literally, you walk out of your car and you're into the hall. And usually nice. too, as an extra fun, they usually have the, um, like the youth themed uh halloween festival going on like just a little ways Usually over in the evening yeah. so there's like hay rides and stuff going on it's really fun there was a tequila festival there one year last really year for some people yeah literally next door they were giving away free premium tequila. so people were coming back with smiles <laughs> in their faces sauced, yeah. yeah oh good times it's fun and it's uh yeah it's just it's 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 been enjoyable so far it's it's a blast we can't wait to see everybody there this is shaping up there is a lot of really really good players like uh, Richard Siegler just got a last minute ticket. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we got Don in the chat coming. I should want to jump over in the chat. Uh, we got there's a ton of like the best players, like Nick Nonavati's coming out, a bunch of UK players. Zach, mm -hmm. uh, the head organizer of the LGT, is coming out. Um, uh, Steven. Uh, oh, Zach's gonna be here? Zach's, yeah, Zach's, he's yeah. actually staying with, with, with me. When does he get in? Uh, I think he's getting in on Thursday or Friday. Cool. Uh, Stephen Box has come in. Like he, as I understand it, he's been touring around the states. Like uh, mm -hmm. some of my buddies were just talking about. So playing we have a bunch of the, a bunch of Brits here. Yeah, and um, uh, the old the, country. Some of the guys from the Bad Moon Cafe are coming out. Like it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Hammerhead Games. Tony will be there, and yeah, uh, he's a he's a swell guy and a solid mediocre player. <laughs> he is a mid tier. He's a lower mid tier, yeah, lower best. tier, mid tier. Yeah. But he's a top tier gentleman. Gentleman, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say something else. He's a top tier trash talker online. Mm -hmm. There you well. go. Yeah, that's why. You know what though, you got to make up. So if you're like a mid tier, like I'm a low tier player, but I can make up for it by just a little bit of trash talk. Oh yeah, right. Lot, you, a little you braggadocia. Are, you're you're can't a, back it up. You're a tier one troll. Yeah, you've hit a level of trolldom where people don't even know you're trolling, and mm -hmm. that's sublime. That's sublime trolling. Tony says he's a four and two player. Actually, that's really good though. <laughs> four and two is great. That's and not bad. I'm teasing. Tony's a very good player. I'm a two and four player. Yeah, I've been like a four and two, five and one player. Oh, actually, I, I was going to ask you this question myself. What is the stream plan? Thank you for asking that question, Bugman. 1983. Uh, the 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 girl the 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 girl with the plan. Yeah. The the magic touch. Mariana will be running the stream again. Uh, Peter the Falcon is going to be joining us, and I believe he's going to be helping out with uh, the stream again. Mm -hmm. He did a tremendous job at the BAO and the SoCal Open, and, and he's just, he, you know what, he's an all-around just swell guy also. Really good. And, of course, he's the, the brains behind 40K Stat Center. Yeah. So the, the coverage should be amazing. There's also going to be a stream going for Kill Team, and I believe the Shadespire guy is going to be doing like a little mini stream 
for some of the Shades Fire events too. Mm -hmm. So there's gonna be a lot of coverage coming out and I'll get up, a, I'll put up a post on Frontline kind of outlining more of it. Uh, but yeah, expect really good coverage as we've had in the years past too. Cool. It's been a while <laughs> since we, when's the last time we had a Frontline gaming stream? We have it every year at SoCal. No, no, but that was the last time though. That, we've, that we streamed was, was SoCal Open? BAO. BAO, okay. Yeah. Which so, the Falcon helped with that too. Nice. He did a great job. Does he dress up like a Falcon? He comes in a Falcon cosplay costume. Okay. And he communicates with squawks and uh, feather ruffling okay. motions. But he's not playing, interestingly. Um, yep. Peter, is. he likes to watch. Okay. <laughs> the best uh, ones do. The guys in the chat were saying, you have a tier one mustache, and yeah. I got to say that's, that's correct. The mustache makes up for a lot of cowardice. <laughs> People see it and they're like that. Don't make don't it. Don't even. What's going on with this guy? Yeah. yeah, don't even mess with him. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, and then we also want to give a special shout out to our very good friends over at 40K Brawl <laughs> in the UK. They are running an event, the Beachhead Brawl. It's going to be occurring in February 2020. It's going to be a 200 person six round ITC event in the south of the UK. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. You, you don't get a lot of really big events in the UK, although they're starting. They're starting to happen, which is really exciting and very cool. And whenever we see people with an ambitious plan like this, we want to help them out. Plus, mm -hmm. they're just our friends and they're really good guys. So check that out if you're in the UK or in Europe. I don't know how accurate that photo is for the UK beaches, though. For in the, the south of uh, England, they have some nice beaches, yeah. actually. It should be like gray, <laughs> some, you know, some rocky sand. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> Instead of Pam Anderson, you got... Uh, Somebody in a shawl, <laughs> shawl. <Just> bundled up. <laughs> That's cool. Indeed. Excellent. Anyways. But yeah, check that out. That's going to be a big point scoring event uh, in the UK. If you're on the East Coast, in Europe, uh, it's you know a quick jaunt on over. Check it out. All okay. right. <clears throat> ITC news, updates, and all that fun stuff. Of course, as always, if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you think it's improved your hobby, consider supporting it through the ITC Patreon. You can do so for as little as $1 a month. 100% of the money goes back into the ITC to cover things like server fees, uh, all kind of the, all the incredible amount of time, energy, and money that we put into the ITC. It helps to recoup that so we don't lose our shorts uh, every year because it is expensive to run trophies and, you know, compensating judges, all that crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. So money. It, it, all, it costs a lot of money to run the ITC. It's The events that are needed to get yep. those points out. Yep. Yeah, so if you want, it's 100% optional, of course, and if you want to support it, we really appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, you can do so for as little as a buck a month. And to That's those great. of you who are current Patreons, we really sincerely thank you. Because yeah. it was getting to the point where we had to take a serious look at it. Uh, when we were doing our balance sheet, it was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of time and money that goes into running this thing is significant. Yeah, I mean, especially this, it's not our... It's not, not the, our actual, our actual job. job for our business. And so, you know, you're talking about taking one or two people out for several hours a day, Yeah, you know, when you have a, a five, six person crew. So I mean, it's, I would, it's, it's rough. It was so. a, I would say as a team, it was like a 40 hour a week <clears throat> contribution yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's worth, it's a, it's a passion project that grew into something far bigger than we ever thought. And not we, to make it sound like it's just like an absolute drain. Like we mm -hmm. all, we get benefit from it. Yeah. Um, indirectly, we don't get any direct fiscal gain from it, but indirectly, it definitely benefits our company. So we're not trying to like sing a sad story or anything. We're just trying to be realistic about it. Mm -hmm. So upcoming events for 40K this coming weekend, of course, as usual, we have a zillion events, including five majors. Holy 
crap. Mm. Uh, so we have a GT, the Steel City uh, Showdown in Pen uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have a major, the Edmonton Onslaught in Alberta, Canada. Another major, Kipper's Melee in Nanaimo. Perfect. Nanaimo, British Columbia in Canada. I'm sure I nailed that one. Mm -hmm. uh, another major, the October 40K Fun and Fluff Grand Tournament in the Lon in London, United Kingdom. Uh, another major, which is insane how many there are, the MWW4 Warhammer 40K event in Malmo, Sweden. And of course, the SoCal Open 2019 in Del Mar, California. Yaman, yeah. Yabrata. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, we have uh, quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up this weekend as well, including two majors, the Edmund Edmonton Onslaught and the SoCal Open, which I think we're sitting at 55 mm -hmm. for AOS, which is really cool. Last year we had like 35, so it's significant growth. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Age of Sigmar, is, I've been having so much fun playing AOS lately. Uh, I got to say, we've been talking about it. It's interesting how, as things are getting a little crazier with 40K, yeah. people's talking about Age of Sigmar. They blow the dust off is their going, I'm like, well, yeah. hmm, let me take a look. Yeah. Is that pretty good? Okay. I've, I've been playing uh, quite a bit of AOS Which I feel lately, and I've been having a, a blast. I feel it's a conspiracy with Games Workshop. Yeah. It was just like at the end of seventh edition. Right. I, and I'm not saying eighth edition's in a bad spot. It's not. Yeah. But the recent, the recent 40K Space Marine releases mm -hmm. have ruffled some feathers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in seventh edition, when people were getting a little disenfranchised, all of a sudden Age of Sigmar just blew up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice, right? Like, if you have an army for both armies, you can go sure. back and forth. Play demons. <laughs> there you, you go. You're always, you're always in fashion. Yeah. Uh, 40K current ITC competitive track top five. Jim Vassal. This shouldn't really change much, though, really going into LVO probably, right? Yeah. If these five guys can continue to do a few events leading up. The, the leaderboard edifies a little bit as you get into the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. um, the SoCal Open is going to shake things up, and then you have Warzone ATL mm -hmm. next month, which I think is 200 players. Um, that'll shake things up, and then it kind of slows down uh, yeah. as, you kinda, as you slide into the LVO, and then mm -hmm. the LVO shakes things up significantly because it is – gargantuan mm -hmm. like the 48 champs event has gotten bigger than i ever thought would be possible uh, which is very exciting but uh jim the canadian machine vassal mm -hmm. still in the lead richard the drone commander siegler uh, is slid into second place manny chima from the uk in third nick i sandbagged it Nanavati. He really did. He sandbagged hard. He sandbagged it until people started giving him grief about it. And like, What's like, going oh, on with it? Oh, he's too busy reviewing his list for five bucks. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'll show you. And boom. Yeah. <laughs> right up. It was like the next week he won like a just giant event and we were like, oh, okay, I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, if you want to check out more of Nick Nanavati, the Brown Magic, uh, on the Art of War, which is on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, the FLGN, uh, they just interviewed an orc player, so there's some really exciting fun yeah, orcs stuff continue to, talk to about do. Them. They're really good. So good. They're really good. Somehow, I don't understand it either. It, it must be that orc magic, like when they all get together and like they just get more powerful. Yeah, just like they start doing magic out of nowhere. You're like, what? They start winning because yeah. they believe they will. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we got Chris Blackham in fifth place. Uh, current cool. 40k ITC hobby track. Jim still sitting pretty in first with a significant lead. It's gonna be difficult to bump him out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Winters in second. Dominique Corette. Who is a guy? I am, uh, apologize for that. Very good. Uh, in third, and he is Canadian. I was, I was correct on that one. French Canadian. Yes. Lou, Roll, uh, Lou Rollins in fourth, and Matthew Bodnarchuk in fifth. Lou sent us a preview of what he's bringing to SoCal Open. It looks good. It looks good. Jim, Jim, you better touch some of that stuff up, yeah. buddy. 
Lou is coming in hot. He's trying to defend his title. Yeah. Uh, AOS, current competitive track, top five. We've got the Jersey Kid, Matt Pashby, still leading the pack. Although, this has been a very exciting race on the Age of Sigmar side mm -hmm. of things because they keep switching places with each other. Mm -hmm. Whereas 40K has kind of become a NASCAR. No one really passes each other too much. Yeah. Uh, the Age of Sigmar side of things has been very exciting. Uh, we got Alex Gonzalez uh, nipping at uh, Matt's heels there in second place. Chris Bergman jumped up into the top five out of nowhere. And third, James O'Brien in fourth. And Joe Cryer, who will be at uh, SoCal Open, is in fifth. Nice. And if Josie only won in the top five that shows up to SoCal Open, we might see a little bit of a jump. I think Alex Gonzalez might be he coming. He usually does. Yeah. He's a West Coast dude. So. Yep. We'll see. Uh, Sigmar ITC Hobby Track top five. Rich Waters in first, followed by Matt Beasley in second. Jordan Duncan in third. Raul Pereira in fourth. And Jeremy Vessier in fifth. Uh, Shadesbar, current top five. Ivan Cho in first, Matthew Martin in second, Tony Field in third, uh, Daniel Daniel Velasquez in I keep trying to gender bender everybody. <laughs> you know what? It's 2019. It's okay. I don't, yeah. It doesn't matter. Who cares? All right. Yeah. And then Jonathan Carlson in fifth. And the, hilariously, uh, Kill Team, I made another boo-boo. There you go. Uh, Alex Torbert, our buddy, sitting in first, the Canadian bobsled extraordinaire, George Rollins in second, not Giannis Gilhelm, Janice yeah. Gilhelm. And Way to go, I, assuming. <laughs> I've just been butchering people's names. To be fair. So Janice, sorry, I thought it was like a German name or something like that. To I be fair, Tabletop too. Wargaming skews a certain lane. Towards, yeah. We'll be... I, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, I'm just getting everybody's gender wrong. <clears throat> it's yeah. okay. You can't get this guy's name wrong, though. I was born in 1981. Just give me a break. Michael right? T. Holy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Janice, I apologize uh, uh, for making you sound like a German man. My bad. Giannis would be a cool name, though. I have a friend named Giannis. Uh, oh. That's why I thought that. Okay. Probably not even spelled the same way. I'm just dumb. Uh, fourth place, Michael T. Holy. And fifth, we got Matt Hole. Uh, and the SoCal Open is going to shake these up uh, quite a bit. A lot of these people coming out? Yeah, a lot of them are coming out. Nice. So, it's going to shake up the standings significantly. Very cool. All right. If you want to jump on over to the chat, oh, let's goodness. talk about... A lot of what you say is going to be like genuine reaction for me because I've skimmed through that codex, but I don't see things that you see, like the combinations. Oh. And so when you start saying some of these things that you could do, it's this is going to be a genuine oh boy. angry reaction yeah. on my part. So let's go. Oh, get ready for it. <laughs> so uh, as I've been saying uh. this whole time, oh, and of course we need to mention, it, uh, it already feels like it happened a long time ago, but uh, the Iron Hands got a significant... Uh, FAQ. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that real quick. So, for the, like, it was gnarly. They had a, a, a big, like, they got a, they got a, what the funny, so first of all, what happened? Uh, GW did some power adjustment, to, mm -hmm. to say it that way, for the, the Iron Hands in their uh, FAQ, which was late. Uh, it's supposed to be up two weeks mm -hmm. after the book release, but it wasn't. In this case, thankfully, yeah, <laughs> allowed a window of opportunity to make some adjustments on GW's part, which they did. And I think the community as a whole, even any honest Iron Hand players that are uh, going to be real, going to say thank you. Mm -hmm. They were putting up uh, numbers we haven't seen since the Castellan list at the peak of its power. They were like winning 80% of their games. It was bananas. Yeah, and that Castellan list was nowhere near the power of the Iron Hands list. Well, the, the, the Castellan list was the same when you took away mirror matches mm -hmm. uh, without... Like but I, in terms of like, if you put that power level against the Iron Hands power level, I don't think it would be. It, 
anywhere close. I, th- I think the Iron Hands list would beat it, but yeah. you, know, you don't, who knows? Anyways. The Castellan had the raw power to shoot. But the funny thing defense. was, and I mean, probably not funny for Games Workshop, is they put up the wrong FAQ at first, which was like a, a super meh. It was like, you can't use those one stratagem multiple times for a content or like a dreadnought. Yeah. And that was the only thing. And that was the first one I saw. And I was like, no way they did that. But then I guess they that was an early draft. Yeah. And then the new one went up on a separate place. And yeah. so it caused more of an uproar, but uh, it, I mean, it was, I was surprised at how heavy handed they were. On it it needed to happen. Whether you think they went too far or not far enough yeah. is going to depend on the individual looking at it, <clears throat> but it, it needed to happen. Like it was, the evidence was, it was unarguable. Like yes. go to 40 K stats.com, um, the Falcon site, and mm-hmm. you can go look, he did all the legwork of crunching the data. Mm-hmm. It was like to put it in context, Yanari at their worst was like 70%, just under 70%. And Yanari got nerfed like three times. Yeah. So Iron Hands were, they were toxic for the competitive meta. Um, I have gotten feedback from some casual Iron Hands players that were upset mm-hmm. because they were like, well, hey, my super nifty Dreadnought army doesn't really work the way I wanted it to anymore. A lot but, of people went out and bought. For people like that, a you know, I, I feel yeah. I, I do feel bad for you because you kind of as baby in the bathwater, but it, it really needed to happen. It was yeah. so not good. They're still really, really good, and you can they, still. They, last weekend they won like a ton yeah. of events. They're still the no penalty for the shooting. It's their. It's a. It was a comb- It was a subtle combination of the flyers are still the, the flyers are almost untouched. No, other they, than, they got touched. Other than the ironstone knot. And the, and the five plus invulnerable save. So well, let's finish our thought. Okay, yeah. So what happened? Uh, the five up invulnerable save that Pharos gave out doesn't work on vehicles. That's mm-hmm. big. Uh, the Ironstone is pick one vehicle. It's not all vehicles. That's really big. Um, and that was that was those were the big ones. The the, the character dreadnought strat you can only do once. Yeah. That wasn't game breaking. It was just really dumb when you have like a whole army of character dreads that are can't be shot. That's just that's not fun. It's not interactive. It's silly. Um, so, I mean, those were the, those were the big ones. And so that hopefully brings them like, clearly they're still good. They've been to the last week and they won a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but hopefully it brings them back into the realm of like good, but not ridiculous, like not toxic for the game. So like ultramarines, uh, ultramarines are batting in the fifties, which is completely acceptable. Yeah. Looking at the stats, ultramarines are holding strong in the mm-hmm. under 55% win ratio, which is completely acceptable, right? 45 to 55% win ratio for a faction. And that's across all players, all skill levels is exactly, that's a game balance. Mm -hmm. If every faction in the game was between 45 and 55% win ratio, you know, not factoring in player skill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a balance. That's literally as balanced as you could ever get. Mm -hmm. Like chess, for example, I can't remember which, who goes first in chess? Is it white or black? I don't remember. I can't remember, but. Pablo maybe knows. Yeah, Pablo I'm sure knows. He played competitive. White goes first. I can't, I'm I'm, I'm going off of memory. I should change that. I'm going off memory, but it's like 52-48, right? Like the guy, the, the white wins a little bit more often because they go first, but it's, it's pretty dang balanced. So in 40K with, you know, so many more variables at play, a 45 to 55% uh, variance between the worst and the best army is, that would be like ideal, right? Yeah. It's not real. I don't think it will ever get that close, yeah. but you want it. That's the goal. So when an army is starting to bat above 55% win ratio, it's problematic. When it goes to 60% and above, it's really problematic. When you have the 80%, yeah. that's called game breaking. And, and 80% for, you know, I don't, you don't want to be rude and say someone's not a good player, but for a casual player to yeah, that, take a list and, and start beating top 
tier players. And that was what Iron Hands, like yeah. literally, when we say it was an 80% that's too much. win ratio. Because that's, that's literally buy to win, which we don't want. We don't no, want that. Nobody wants it. Yeah. But when, like, like the numbers were showing us that anybody who took Iron Hands to a tournament could expect to go four and one. Yeah. Anyone. And that's insane. Like if you're a four and one player, you're a really good player. Mm-hmm. And that's literally everybody that took Iron Hands could expect to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not good for the game. But anyway, we don't need to beat that dead yeah. horse. So that that happened. Toned them down. But we're already seeing that they're still winning. They're still performing very well. Um, there's still some extremely powerful builds out there, uh, like Nick Rose's list that he was taking. And I've seen this in, uh, at the, uh, the, German, the Northern Alliance tournament, the big ITC event in Germany that was co-run between uh, the Netherlands and, and Germany. The player that won there had a similar list where they were taking suppressors, which are mediocre in most space brain lists, but with iron hands, again, because that combo of ignoring the penalty to move and shoot and re-rolling ones mm-hmm. makes them hyper-efficient. They're jumping around in the back, blasting people. They're really cheap. Um, you're taking the Invictor war suits to get up in someone's face. They're extremely good. Losing the iron stone and the fire on is a bit, definitely tones that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's just, they're still really good and their flyers are still exceptional. They're the yeah. most efficient flyers in the game. But again, not having a five up invul save, not getting minus one damage. If they do get alpha struck, it is a big difference. Mm-hmm. It is a big difference. Um, and in the impulsor spam got toned down a lot. Uh, that was going to be a big problem. Now it's going to be less of a problem. So it, it's good for the game, in my opinion. And you know, everybody can agree or disagree uh, as they choose. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and in the, in the chat, Seriad is saying suppressors are mathematically better than five-man Hellblaster squad. Mm-hmm. In Iron Hands, they are, yeah. Not Iron Hands, they're not nearly as good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, we should move on to Salamanders, though. Yeah, we'll jump into it. <clears throat> so Lizzie Adars in the chat says, it makes me sad that Ultramarines are again the worst. Mm. Again the worst? They've been the best forever. <laughs> I, I mean, they're I not the worst. There's stories yeah. I'm hearing of Ultramarine lists they're that really are just, good. like the shooting is so ridiculous. Well, they it's can like, overwatch like almost like Tau. They can yeah. leave combat and still shoot. They're super good. Yeah. And they've been king. They were the only viable Space Marine chapter pretty much the whole edition. Yeah. Except early edition, Raven Guard, when you could deep strike more stuff, turn one. Raptors were viable, but it's been nothing but Ultramarines. So it's good that we're getting some variety. Yeah. The data is showing that White Scars are the second best. White Scars it, lists, know. like the ones that you build, sound terrifying. They're really good. So at any rate, let's talk about salamanders because that's what we're here to talk about. So big, big picture salamanders, uh, kind of 30,000 feet above. Uh, they are the hardest hitting Space Marine chapter without question by a mile. But the, uh, the, the, the trick to it, the, the, the equation you need to solve is how do you get into optimal range because with the combos, and I'll talk about some of them, and I'm sure I don't even see all of them, but uh, they can literally kill anything in the game in one shot with one unit. Mm-hmm. Whether that's good for the game or not, I don't think it is personally, but it, that's, it is what it is at this point in time. Um, now, why you have so, to get there. That's the thing. Why do you say that they hit the hardest with shooting? Like, what's well, what's let's just for somebody like me it. who's completely like I've skimmed the book, but I'm not let's, super let's, familiar. Let's jump into it. Okay, okay. you take unit of aggressors. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different ways to do this combo. It's not only yeah. for hold aggressors. on. Let me let me get my notes out. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> aggressors got aggressors it. Aggressors do it the best. Mm-hmm. All right. So their super chapter tactic. If you're in, if you're pure salamanders. Um, 
Uh, Promethean Cult, when the tactical doctrine is active, when resolving an attack made with a flamer or melt a weapon uh, by a model with disability, add one to the wound roll. Mm -hmm. So your flamers, your meltas are plus one to wound in the tactical doctrine if you're pure salamanders. It's extremely, extremely good. Um, some of the, the, the crazy combos, uh, Flamecraft, uh, when a salamander's unit is chosen to shoot, uh, do not roll to determine the number of attacks made with the weapon. It's the maximum. Okay. So an aggressor has two flamers. That's 12. Mm -hmm. But let's uh, take a look at this. <clears throat> Relentless determination. Um, when a salamander's uh, uh, unit from your army uh, moved but didn't advance, they count as holding still for all purposes. So then a unit of aggressors could shoot twice. Now we're up to 24 hits per aggressor. Okay. 24 hits yeah. per aggressor, plus one to wound, AP1 because you're in the Tactical Doctrine. Mm -hmm. But wait, there's more. Okay, let's do it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You already sold me, but... Oh, oh, boy. Now you're getting me with the uh, the, the clear coat. All right. Okay. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. So, uh, the fire is a battle. Mm -hmm. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase or in your opponent's charge phase, fun times, mm -hmm. uh, until the end of the phase when resolving an attack made with that weapon. It's only one weapon. Mm -hmm. On an unmodified wound roll of a four, the, tar the target suffers one mortal wound in addition to any normal damage. So, we got our one uh, <laughs> aggressor. Mm -hmm. They just got 24 <clears throat> hits on every four plus with his AP one plus one to wound weapon. He's doing a mortal wound. That's an average of 12. Right. That's 12 mortal wounds from one guy. Right. And but that's that, one guy. But is that stratagem in the only unit. apply to one model in the it's unit? It's one model, but okay. in Thank the Emperor, it's only one model because it's pants on head, ludicrously powerful it as it is. It feels the whole unit. <laughs> if it was the whole unit, it would, that would be, I would, it'd be so dumb. Uh, it's already dumb. That would probably be the first banned unit in the ITC instantaneously yeah. it would be yeah. like oh you can do a hundred mortal wounds to me that yeah. sounds like fun uh it's already insane yeah but uh if and if that wasn't enough let's add let's add uh fuel to the fire because people old, are saying it's not AP1 it's only AP1 in the assault doctrine yes but it's of course it's only AP, yeah but the, the whole thing is the assault doctrine right right that's when you get plus one to wound salamanders want to be in the assault doctrine their flamers are not normally AP1 they're AP1 in the assault doctrine mm -hmm. which is where you'll be the whole game uh, Vulcan to stand, Forge Father, you can reroll hit rolls and you can reroll wound rolls for attacks made with flame or melted weapons within six inches. So now you're rerolling failed wound rolls mm -hmm. with your with your flamers. Very good. Now you're going to do an average of 18 mortal wounds mm -hmm. from a single model. Not kind of the other. In addition to all the other wounds he does. Plus the other guys in the unit. Yeah. Who are doing almost the same except for the mortal on average yeah. dice and then there's another plus one to wound in here too i won't be as dramatic as i've yeah. been it's silly um so you could have one guy shoot a knight and one aggressor kills a full strength knight on average dice in one shot one model Boom. weighing in at what 37 points take that castle it's a bit much now though the the the, the the saving grace is that you have to get them there yeah. And, uh, they're not fast. They're not fast. There's a stratagem in here that it's the way it's worded. It's it, it breaks the game. You know, if you see them when you're lined up against the uh, a salamanders player, you know what's target priority. It's <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like they'll kill any unit. What they can shoot transport at. an aggressor? Uh, think, thank goodness they can't ride in impulsors because that's okay. But they can go in a repulsor. Uh, they can go to repulsor. Uh, repulsors yeah. are pretty like non iron hands repulsors are actually pretty easy to kill mm -hmm. so 
I think, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm interested to see how this pans out. But um, the, uh, you know what, let's just finish with the insanity of sure. the aggressors. So then you can also use the stratagem to give a sergeant a relic, which can be a mastercrafted weapon. So you can make the sergeant in the unit have two damage flamer. Can you can he have the two damage one that does the mortal wounds? Oh yeah, you don't you don't do that because it's overkill. You don't yeah. you don't need that much. You just want another guy that does yeah. more stuff. So yeah. you have that guy shoot at something else and annihilate yeah. that. So long story short, if the aggressors get in range, they kill anything that they shoot. Yeah, it's insane. Now you're gonna run out of CP. You gotta have Volk in there. You gotta be in you range. You can run a brigade though with yeah. salamanders easily. You could. Yeah. Just and, take scouts for your troops. You know, it's 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 not a given, right? You got to get there, but it's just mind-bogglingly powerful. Yeah, don't try to charge him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Here's my gallant. Ooh, here we go. Uh, here's my 30 gaunts. Oh, shit, they're all dead. So, obviously, you can't charge aggressors if you're in range. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. no, nothing can. It's, it's yeah. silly. Um, and that's just one of the many insane combos they get. Uh, some of the other ones that are really crazy is that you can use the Choose Your Own Adventure chapter to get 12-inch flamers. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't get Vulcan. You don't get some of the other stuff, but it's still nuts. Like, you could take 10 Stern Guard with combi flamers, drop them in a drop pod, mm -hmm. uh, you know, do all this wacky, wackadoodle combos, and you can shoot them from the drop pod. Yeah. And you'll kill almost any unit you shoot at, right? It, I... I I've been saying I think Salamanders might be the best one. I don't know. We'll mm -hmm. see. Because they also ignore AP1. So they have the second best defense of all of the Space Marines. Uh, and that's really, that's not to be underestimated. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the choose your own adventure trait, it, it increases the range of the Flamers to 11 inches, I believe, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, so you can do it from reserve. Or you can make your aggressors longer range. Now, again, you don't nice. get Vulcan. You don't get, you don't get some of the other cool stuff. But that might be worth it just to do it on its own. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's there's a ton of these combos in here that are they're madness, uh, quite frankly. You can get uh, Meltas that are wounding, you know, knights on twos. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Extremely, extremely strong, but also very short range. Yeah. Um, one of the other uh, uh, stratagems you need to be aware of is uh, heroic sac or self-sacrifice. Now the way it's the way it's written in here right now, um, it, it 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 almost breaks the game. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets FAQ'd. We'll have to wait and see. But basically, you can um, the way the stratagem reads: uh, use it at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. Select one Salamander's infantry unit from your army until the end of the phase. Enemy units cannot target any other infantry units from your army that are within six inches of the selected unit, unless that unit is the closest enemy unit to the uh, firing unit invisible to it. So uh, it's like cloud of flies for like your whole army if they're close to the unit. It's, it's incredibly good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can take like a Thunder Bubble list for those you don't remember what that is. Take a unit of 10 Thunder Hammer Storm Shield Terminators. They ignore AP1, which is huge for Terminators. It's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can put all your aggressors right behind them and you can't shoot them until you kill the, th the Hammerators. So, and they're, they're obviously very hard to kill. So it's, 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 it's crazy. Like I could conceivably see someone taking 18 Flamer Aggressors behind 10 Thunder Hammer Storm Shield Terminators. Mm -hmm running up the table and uh, some of them are going to get there and you only need some of the aggressors to get there because they're going to delete anything that's in range. Mm -hmm. And then they charge you and they're really good in combat too. <clears throat> um, and then in the chat, people are saying, oh, you know, Thunderfire cannons. Yeah. Anything that slows them down is going to be worth its weight in gold against salamanders because they have to get close. 
Uh, but if they've got like three units of repulsors with five aggressors in each one, mm -hmm. that's going to be so hard to stop. If they go first, you can't. You're not stopping it. Um, some of them are getting through. If it's enough to win the game or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm really going to be curious to see how salamanders do. And we're going to get some data starting this weekend. Mm -hmm. Maybe this weekend, next weekend really is going to be better. Um, I, I'm really curious because I, I could see it going either way. I can see this being an army that if you figure out how to reliably get them there, they're going to just crush mm -hmm. whatever they get, find, find themselves facing. Yeah. And then there's all this other crazy stuff too. Like you can make a character that's like T7, strength 12, you know, only wounded on a four. Like they're the, they're, they're the second best defense. <clears throat> they're the best offense at close range, second best defense, second best melee mm -hmm. out of all the Space Marine chapters. That adds up to me what could be the best chapter, but we'll see. I think the idea of the um, multiple units of aggressors and multiple repulsors, you're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, you have a chance. Like, oh, you're going for if, if you don't go first, you're in trouble. But if you do go first against them, they're like, well, try to get them all three. Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't, because aggressors aren't that expensive, right? Yeah. And I think units no, they're, of three, they're, they're aggressors are multiple units of three, I think are fine. I don't think you need to go higher than that. Um, I mean, it just depends. They, 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 just them. to save more points. But like that's, those three units will be like very dangerous. And they don't have any wacky way of delivering guys into combat. Really, they nuke flyers and stuff too, right? Because they don't roll to hit. <laughs> Hilariously, flamers are the best anti-aircraft. So someone's weapon. like, here's my Iron Hands Air Force. You're like, cool, I'm playing Salamanders with aggressors. I mean, in that game, that's a tough game, right? Like mm -hmm. that's... I think Iron Hands are going to be really good against Salamanders because they have really good long-range shooting. Mm -hmm. um, like, if you had three Storm Talons, the aggressors are never going to get in range. Wait, to, what to have, do what have you done? Look at what you did. Oh, yeah. No, the aggressors are criminally underpriced. You're going to see this now everywhere because of you. Thunder, Ten Storm Shield Terminators and 18 aggressors is 1,040 points. Thunderbubble. <laughs> That's a lot of points for other stuff. Thunderbubble Salamanders is 100% going to be a list. Mm -hmm. Like, take, take it to the bank. Because they're just moving up the field yeah. and just like, don't come close. I'm coming towards you. Well, and Thunderhammer Storm Shield Terminators look awesome. Yeah. And if, the, if you get the Forge World kits where they have like the Drake scale shields and stuff, yeah. they're awesome. Some of the only cool looking older models now. The thing that I was thinking is um, Salamanders is going to be the reason that Mini Marines are still around. Let me, because let me... it's the only codex that still primarily utilizes the old units. Well, because Primaris Marines don't have a lot of flamer or... Melt options at all. That's true. So well, white scars love mini marines too. Um, I don't. Get they, rid of them. they use them. They use them the most. It's like the Thunder Warriors. Man, get out of here. <laughs> you've bring, the, been, bring them back. You've been overtaken, right? But there's a new young buck <laughs> coming in. He's it, 20. You ooh. know, six two. Yeah. Just jacked. Just you know, rearing to go. He's pulling 500. Yeah. Get out. Just go you're, home. You're pushing 40. Go watch Netflix. It's time to just let her you know? let her go. Go grab. Go order that pizza. <laughs> all right. Uh, NHH5557 uh, says, use a Gene Sealer Colt Flamer Bomb. Remember, uh, Space Marines have a little stratagem called Auspex Scan. Mm. And, I was thinking about that one. Oh, dude. I'm like, gotcha. They're like, oh, Auspex Scan. I'm like, oh, no. If they drop in range of, uh, it's it's ugly. And the other thing, Gene Sealer Colt, if, if the Space Marine player, if you're smart and you're a Space Marine player, you should have at least some uh infiltrator units like either infiltrators the, the, captain. Are the number one and the captain in, the, in phobos armor it's yeah. like these are okay starting the list yeah. there we go and, and gene sealer colt cry 
bitter tears it's not fair when they see infiltrators or the captain across from them because it shuts them down yeah and then don't forget aspect scan too because that utterly wrecks anything that comes into range of it um yeah gene Steeler colt's one of the best performing armies in the game still but if they're playing against a competent space screen list it's really 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 tough gene Steeler colt are still one of the best armies they're really mm -hmm. good yeah uh, but against Space Marines, it's not, it's tough because the Phobos Marines just take away their core strategy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Salamanders have all kinds of other crazy s combos like this. Um, they're, they're psychic powers. They're, they're okay. White Scar has definitely got the best, uh, psychic powers in my opinion. They have some really good, uh, uh, relics. We'll take a look at, um, we'll take a look at a couple of them. Um, like Drake Smiter. It's a Thunder Hammer that doesn't have a minus one to hit. It's AP four. And on a six to wound, it does damage six. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, uh, the Salamander Mantle is a really good one. When resolving an attack made against a model with this relic, they're minus one to wound. It's pretty good. Especially when you make them like T7. <laughs> Put them on a bike, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, add one to the wounds uh, characteristic of a model with this relic. Subtract one from leadership from when they models within six. That's okay. Uh, what was the... What was the one I was looking for? No, I'm not seeing it. But um, uh, there's always oh, the Warlord trait. That's what it was. Um, we'll take a look at some of the Warlord traits. Here's one. <clears throat> add plus two to your strength. So you'd have a strength 12 Thunderhammer right there. Ooh. Or you'd have Drake Smiter. At uh, strength 12. Okay. Pretty good. I like that. Uh, miraculous Constitution. You have a six up, feel no pain. Um, uh, and then you heal one wound every turn. That's a really good warlord trait. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Add two to your toughness. That's how you get the T7 uh, on a bike. Fun times. You give him that, and then you give him that Drake Smiter. Yeah. And you're like, cool. You just run around the board, <laughs> smashing stuff. Yeah. yeah. God, that'd be really good. Uh, Lord of Fire, you can reroll the dice to determine the number of attacks. This is the one that's really, in my opinion, it's going to be the obvious choice or problematic, depending on how you look at it. Uh, you can reroll the dice to determine the number of attacks made for flame weapons by Salamander's models while they're within six inches of the Warlord. It's models, not units, thank goodness. But this is a way you make the other aggressor units hit almost as hard as the one that's maxing their shots because you can just reroll the number of shots. Mm -hmm. It's extremely good. Um, <clears throat> And then uh, there's another one that's kind of fun. Once per shooting phase and or fight phase, you can just make one of their attacks automatically hit. It's pretty good. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. There's another one in here. I'm for, I know I'm forgetting. Oh, there it is. Promethean Plate. Uh, this is one of the special issue war gear relics. Uh, when resolving an attack made against a model with this relic, an unmodified wound roll of one, two, or three always fails, irrespective of any abilities, or et cetera, et cetera. So you make it so that they always have... Um, uh, gene rot might or whatever transhuman physiology is like permanently on them mm -hmm. so you can get a biker captain that's t7 and you can uh wound rolls of one two or three always fail nice <laughs> and then he's just running uh, around with that hammer yeah smashing just smashing people that'd be like, fun in. like you're like i don't care about the rest of my army i'm just gonna fly this guy around yeah just point and click like babe ruth you're like pointing dead just drive over there smash him yeah tony keeps bringing this up and he really wants to hear about this choking uh, the choking you like tony's the, into choking tony's into choking All i right. start doing jujitsu buddy good to know you get choked a lot if yes. you're into it so the, sometimes the, by women we'll talk about the pro the salamander psychic powers why not um the damage powers are never very exciting uh fire shield's pretty good uh warp charge six 
Uh, select one friendly Salamander's unit within 18 inches. Uh, when resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon against that unit, minus one to hit. In addition, when a charge roll is made uh, against that unit, it's minus one to charge. Really good. Uh, burning hands. Uh, nope, no one cares about the damage powers usually. Drake skin uh, has a warp charge value of six. Select one friendly Salamander's unit within 12 inches of the Psyker. Until the start of your next psychic phase, add one to the toughness characteristic of models in that unit. That was it. So you can make the Thunder Bubble T5, and you can make a minus one to hit as well. Okay. So then the unit that's the only unit you can shoot at is going to be really resilient. And then, of course, Salamanders have a named Apothecary Shin, yeah. who's the best Apothecary in the game. I think he brings you back to life on a three-up. So then you have that guy to bring back Hammernators. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. The, on the only mitigating factor is that they're relatively slow. Right. That, yeah, you're moving up four inches a turn. Yeah. You five. Can, five inches turn. Yep. You can advance the Thunderhammer's Storm Shields. Mm -hmm. are, and also, the Flamers are assault weapons, aren't they? Um, so you can aggressors, aggressors are, but they can't do they can't they can't, special they stuff, can't but get they the can, 12 shots. But on the first turn or whatever, yep. you can get them up and still shoot if you have to. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I like this. I like that. Take that Captain, the Toughness 5, can't wound on anything but a 4. Oh, yeah. 6 damage Thunderhammer. And you just run around. You're just like... Right. It's only six damage on a six to wound. Well, but, you, but, but that's why you have that special. But it's device, a it's a right? no minus one to hit AP four Thunderhammer, so it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's uh, what like because salamanders are so reliant on finding a way to get there. Mm -hmm. I'll be curious to see how good or bad they actually are. But I could I could see them really crushing in the hands of a good player. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just spelled out some of the banana stuff they can do. All right, Tony's asking about Burning Hands. Let's look that up. Burning Hands, Warp Charge 6. Uh, until the rest of your next Psychic Phase, when resolving an attack made with a close combat weapon by the Psyker, if a hit is scored, the target suffers one mortal wound, and the attack sequence ends. That sounds not that interesting. You can do a couple mortal wounds. Mm -hmm. Big deal. So, Tony, you got to elaborate. Get out of here, Tony. Get out of here. Rest in peace, melee armies. Um, um, yeah, not really. Like that's you, one unit. If you, you need a way to ignore overwatch or to charge from a position of not being overwatched. Harlequins will still demolish them. They ignore intervening models to charge, right? Yeah. They yeah. charge through stuff. So Harlequins still are extremely good counter to space Marines. I mean, they, like you, you, they have good tools, right? Like I wouldn't charge the aggressors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's a... Uh, uh, GMO paint, we, we can ship to Mexico. Uh, he's asking that he lives in Mexico. We, we can ship to Mexico. Our web cart doesn't do international orders. Yeah. Email us. Cause we've just started using DHL. Yeah. We have and a they, deal. Oh, we haven't even really talked about that, but if anyone's listening and you are in Europe or internationally, really anyway, Canada, we, um, are working with DHL now and the rates are really good. And we have, and we're going to offer those discounted rates, uh, to people who want to order. So you still have to email us orders at frontlinegaming.org let us know where you're at your address and we can give you a quote but it's good it's a right now us shipping internationally our mats mats specifically um it's cheaper than it's ever been yep to ship because that's always been the drawback it's because yeah. they, they weigh They're eight heavy. pounds it's yeah. international shipping is on weight so um hit us up if you're if you're uh anywhere internationally other than the u.s we'd love to do that for you yeah so uh gmo paint anyway just email us I at totally orders, orders at frontlinegaming.org we'll help you out yep um, crack fiasco man points out a combo 
You can do strength of the Primarch on a Drake Smiter Captain and do nine damage on sixes, which, you know, why not? Hey. How do you get a Smash Captain hitting on twos? It's that special relic. It's one. The, Drake Smiter is a Thunderhammer that's AP4 that hits, that doesn't have minus one to hit. So I think raw damage output, the, the White Scars Smash Captain is still king because he can do, he can potentially, he can do 80 wounds, mm -hmm. which is insane. He could potentially do 120. Nice. By himself? Yeah. In one round of combat. I think he should every time. It's dumb. <laughs> but um, the, the, the Salamanders don't have enough attacks. Even though they do more damage, they don't have enough attacks to get up to that. And mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong. I haven't sat down and mathed it out. Um, but the White Scars are fat. I think the White Scars are Smash Captain is still the best. Mm -hmm. But the, the Salamanders, in terms of raw damage output and speed and all that. Yeah. But the Salamanders Smash Captain can be way more resilient and hit hard. Like I was saying... Salamanders in general are the second best melee supplement. They're the most powerful damage output supplement, mm -hmm. although short ranged. And they're the second most resilient Space Marine chapter. So that's a potent combo. Uh, and their long range shooting is not bad. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like they still get the rerolls. Yeah. So you take a couple MSU shooting units in the back to give you long range firepower to keep your opponent honest. Mm -hmm. I, I I can see them just being an amazingly good army. The assault thing, people are saying White Scars are better assault tools. You're you're mostly saying do this thing with the hammer, with with whatever you know, thunder hammer, storm shield, terminators, anything durable. Yeah. Because of the special deal where you can't target units other than them. So then you also buff them up to be super yeah. hard to kill. You can make a so minus like, cool. one. You can shoot at one yeah. unit, and it's that one that's hard to hurt. Right. And I'm still moving at you at. 10 inches a turn maybe maybe huh. you know, eight, it's eight gonna be like eight, eight inches yeah so it's kind of like that relentless like slowly like when i used to get in trouble as a kid my mom would call my dad and he'd be like you wait till i get home and so you sit all day waiting and my dad rode a harley so you'd hear it coming <laughs> and you just you're doomed like that's the, the same thing this is that that you just see it coming. coming you're like i can't do anything about this oh it's relentless dude one time total aside but funny story on that note um i used to get in trouble a lot as a kid shockingly oh yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, I used to have a, a I, I had to give a report every single day. Mm -hmm. And if I got two uh, like bad marks, I got spanked when I got home. So I tried, one day I threw it out the window of the bus mm -hmm. and I got home and my dad's like, let me see your report. And I was like, oh dad, it flew out the window of the bus, but don't worry, it was a good day. He was like, yeah, your teacher called. I was like, dang oh, it. That was close. <laughs> this is a good podcast. We've been talking about choking and spanking. Uh, and other things. He was like, nice try, but yeah. you're still getting... The tricks that you try to pull yeah. when you're a kid. I've yeah. done it. Or tried to pretend like I was asleep. The that pillow. The pillow in the pants. Always. <laughs> they always saw. I was like, how? Uh, how do you see the couch cushion <laughs> in my pants? Oh, boy. Anyways. Oh, man. That was good times. So, okay. So, now that we've talked about the insanity, what's a way to counter it? Um, People are saying Thunderfire Cannons. Yes. Yeah. Anything that slows you down... Um, which the Phobos Psychic Power is really good. Mm -hmm. Thunderfire Cannon, really good. There's a... Um, screens, as usual. Yeah, Scouts. Sc screening. Like, let's say things that are not space screens. Well, like the, the, yeah. the Imperial Guard have a, a tank that's... Drones. Really, I can't remember. It's called the Quake Hammer, the Bane Hammer. I've, yeah. I've been saying forever that it's a really good choice. Um, it can, like all the Bane Blade variant vehicles fell out of favor when uh, the uh, Castellan rose into power because it would just one-shot them. That's not as much of a fear anymore. Mm -hmm. I think it's called the Bane Hammer, the Quake Hammer, or something like that. Yeah, if it hits its target, they get their movement halved. So, and it's it's not that expensive either, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. So, like if you're a guard player, you could throw one of those in your list, and it's it's good against like Chaos Knights and stuff because you, if you just hit them, you slow them down. 
So if someone's doing the thunder bubble trick, you shoot them with that or a thunder fire can or anything mm -hmm. that slows you down and everything behind them is going to get slowed down too. Yeah. So that by itself could turn what is seemingly an impossible fight into an easy fight. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why I've been banging the drum with the thunder fire cannon forever. Now it's insanely good. So everyone's taking them, but um, now shooting aggressors might not be a bad, or, or really any kind of shooting like centurions, that same concept, even though you're not use you're not using the tricks of the flame weapons, you're still protecting space Marine killy shooting units as well. Yep. So the same, the same thing applies. Like you can be like, I'm going to be a sound, sound list of all these things, but I'm also going to do this thing where I have this bubble that you can't shoot. That's pumping out a ton of shots with a captain and a Lieutenant nearby. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot you can do with that. That's yeah. going to be an issue. You have to be able to take out that Terminator unit. Well, so like fun, like fun stuff or, fun, or whatever you use, like maybe not for, fun, yeah. but again, cause salamanders don't really have any movement tricks. Really. They have the draw pod, mm -hmm. which the draw pod is only going to be super. It's going to make the most sense. If you're doing Melta or if you're doing the choose your own adventure for the longer length flamers. Um, so you really got to be mindful of screening. If you got a big unit of aggressors or thunder hammer terminators coming <laughs> you at go. you, just put, uh, put a unit and just stand in front of them, mm -hmm. right? If there's a big unit of six aggressors and you have like a unit of scouts or whatever, some quick unit that you can sacrifice, literally just go stand in front of them. They're going to die, but you're going to contain that unit the best thing they can do is charge it and get an extra three inches of movement. Mm -hmm. So do like move blocking, doing stuff like this is going to be, it's going to really jam up salamanders. And again, the stratagem as it's written right now, the heroic sacrifice, it's kind of, it's absolutely broken. I would not be surprised if it gets FAQ'd. We'll have to wait and see what GW does. Or it's like one unit. Or, like you know, there's a million ways to slice yeah. that one, but, um, you know, anything that's just kind of like, obviously, oh, wait, that doesn't work. You know, yeah. that's what the FAQ is for. Uh, you have Vibro Cannons for Eldar. Like, go back and look at units you haven't looked at in a long time. Uh, with Salamanders, the name of the game is confining their movement. Uh, the, the draw pod, you know, if you've got a draw pod coming down with the 10 uh, Stern Guard in it, and you know that you're going to get 60 freaking Flamer hits on you with bonuses to wound and all this mm -hmm. insanity. And it's going to be doing mortal wounds and all this crazy stuff. Well, you know it's coming, so throw a unit out there just to, to zone them out, if at all possible. Uh, let that unit get nuked, and then take their unit back in exchange. And it's usually going to be an equitable exchange, right? You're going to sacrifice a pawn to take a knight. That, that combo is very expensive. Mm -hmm. So you need to start thinking like a chess player to counter them, because movement is where you beat salamanders. They're not super fast. Um, and expect, you know, if you're a good Salamander, if you're a Salamander's player, don't go all in on just that stuff. You want units in the back to shoot because it's going to take you a while to get there, mm -hmm. right? So that, those are the things you need to think about when you're, when you're thinking about how do I beat Salamanders. Somebody asked, how do you beat them with Corn Demons? Corn Demons are just really hard to play in general, speaking from a person who plays them. Um, they're, they're in a tough spot. They're really good in general, but when you play against somebody like Tau or uh, Iron Hands that Overwatch really well, or Ultramarines that Overwatch really well, or now Salamanders that Overwatch really well. It's very difficult. My best piece of advice would be to, uh, assuming you're playing real Salamanders and not extra range Flamer Salamanders, is to drop at 8.1 inches away from them, pop your banner of blood, and then go into them with blood letters. Blood letters will actually do really well against aggressors, um, but you have to charge from outside of their range. Mm -hmm. Um, and if they've got the extra range flavor of, of Sally's, it makes it even harder, but still, I would still go 11.1 inches away 
and hope you roll, you know, hope you get it. Because you roll uh, 3d6, um, and then you can re-roll it, so it's still definitely doable. But it's tough. Corn Demons, is a, is a, that's a tough road to hoe right now, uh, speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. I've lost entire units of blood letters charging into Tau. It's so much fun. Uh, now, Space Marines, to an extent, can do it, too. Um, bu- 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 NH5357 is saying, yeah, even a 12-inch charge is doable with 3D6 with a reroll and plus one. The little the little horn guy gets them juiced up and they go a little further. Uh, so, yeah, it's doable. It's just it's not easy. Uh, it's tough. But um, let's jump in and answer some more of the questions and we'll wrap this baby up. Take a look at that commission. Uh, but Bloodletters are actually really good at killing Space Marines. Um, mm-hmm. That they're they're, they're going to come back in vogue, I think, because they have the ability to just chop chop them up. They yeah, do they do like two a, damage on a corn six. demon princes smash prince will run into yeah. those terminators and just like mm-hmm. oh, just kill them. Yeah, and uh, one of the things we found in our games is that uh, berserkers are actually really good at killing space marines. Um, the extra attacks, the the AP one, uh, it does a number on them. Mm-hmm. I've had I've I've had really good results with my blood letters against them, and I've had my space marines get beat up on by them. Uh, the 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 trick there is delivering them into combat, mm-hmm. um, which is a, always a challenge. Um, and the, just the trick I've been doing is uh, I'm running them with red corsairs. I put them in a rhino with Huron. Uh, they pop out, warp time them. You can throw prescience on them from here on too if you pay the one CP to switch out his power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they can get out, move, advance, move, advance, charge. And uh, oftentimes you can do it from out of line of sight or have the rhino go in first to eat the overwatch. There's a lot of little tricks you can do. One of our teammates actually was having good success running him out of a, a unit of 20 mm-hmm. out of a fortification, the name of which I forget. But same thing, popping out, move advance, move advance, charge, have something else go in to, to deny overwatch. And uh, 20 berserkers with prescience is a murder machine. Uh, they, they do a lot of damage, but getting him there is always the challenge. Uh, let's see. Uh, more flamers is better than less flamers is uh, Hammerhead Games, yeah. Cater uh, J, if you for local players looking to use Chaos Knights to summon blood le- to summon bloodletter bombs, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I guess they can because you can characters. make them characters. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't actually thought of that. That's pretty funny. Um, oh, Homer Sayer, that's a good question. <laughs> Not one. There's a lot of rumors going about. Hey, but you know what? They sold a lot of kits. All right, dude. So. <laughs> Mission um, accomplished. Well, you know what? We'll see. You know what? We can speculate. We can chicken little, which is never useful. Mm-hmm. Let's see how they actually do. Yeah. And then next week we'll talk about uh, Imperial Fists because while Imperial Fists are not nearly as exciting as the other chapters, they're very, very good. They're the best long-range shooting army. Um, and then they've got um, – I don't I, – I, I wonder how popular they're going to be because they're pretty boring – um, they're like a castle, a castle army. And then a list that actually Frankie's been talking about that I think sounds actually really cool and exciting is to take an impulsor, uh, an impulsor list and have load them all up with, um, intercessors mm-hmm. and, uh, just taking like a million of them and then just bum rushing your opponent, going up, getting out, everything shoots, have exploding sixes. And we did the, we were running some numbers on it. It actually can put out an impressive amount of firepower. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a threat <clears throat> overload list where you've got a million units. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it would be way more exciting to play than just the Imperial Fists, um, you know, gun line. Yeah. 
but you know, we'll see. Imperial fists are great. Yeah, no, like they're, they're, they're really, really they, good. They definitely, you know, they go home after work, a hard day of work. <laughs> they eat up some baked chicken. With broccoli. You know, a little bit of broccoli. They, they drink do, do some nondescript uh, light beer. Do some push-ups. Yep. Right? Some crunches, sit-ups. Say their prayers to the emperor, a little mm. scrimshaw. Yep. Right? Scrimshaw. <laughs> uh, and then they go to bed. And they, they listen, wake up. They listen to uh, uh, old country music. Yep. None of this new fancy dancy mm-hmm. stuff. They're in bed by eight. Yep. Up by four. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Uh, Lizardar says the Centurions do 35 mortal wounds. Yeah, the, the the Vigilist Detachment is what makes them the most powerful long-range shooting army. But even without it, they have really impressive firepower. I mean, you could take Intercessors with, with Imperial Fist, and we'll save a lot of this for next week. But you can have uh, just an Intercessor with a Stalker Bolt Rifle that's AP3, three damage against vehicles. Mm. And that's just your troop. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Um, so, at any rate... Salamanders going to be setting the meadow on fire. We'll see how good they actually are or nice. are not very soon. I can't wait to see what happens because um, I have some apprehension, but there's also some pretty obvious uh, shortcomings there too. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, let's take a look at this commission we recently completed. Ooh. Ooh. This, yeah. It's, it's a plague priest. It's a plague priest. This is a little, this took me back. This is a little while we've done this one. Um, this was for a larger commission too. It was a bunch of, um, if I remember, it was the, uh, God, who are the big, the Nurgle mortals, the big guys. I yeah. The name. Anyways. Um, so yeah, this is done. Tabletop plus nice and, and dirty. I love the, the book script on the book, which was not asked for, but was done so by cool. the artist. So yeah, it looks really cool. So, um, we love doing Nurgle rats. If you guys have a, a bunch of Nurgle rats that you want done, yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing your entire Nurgle rat army and a tabletop plus. But we can do it. We could. We could do it if you really want it. You could if you got the budget for it. Yeah. That's a lot of models. So that looked really cool. And uh, and it's a cool army too. So Indeed. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking to you. Mm-hmm. And until then, good luck at the SoCal Open. And yeah, we will we'll talk to you all we'll next see ya. week. Bye.